Good morning, Strong Tower Bible Church, the place where we make disciples of Jesus Christ by being a Bible-based, multi-dimensional fellowship of believers. Any believers out there, any disciples of Jesus out there, any worshipers out there, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The writer of Lamentations says that God's mercies are new every morning. And thank God for those new mercies every morning because they deal with the messes that we dealt with yesterday. So if you're thankful for the mercies of God, if you're ready to honor God and worship God and bless God, would you join us now in this opportunity? Amen. Let's get into God's word so that God's word can get into us. Amen. Turning your Bibles to the gospel of Matthew chapter 10. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for the Bible, for how real, how relevant, and of course, how righteous it is. It is perfect. It is flawless. And Lord, you know how to speak a word into our world when we need it most. Thank you, Lord, that you are not silent. Thank you, Lord, that you do speak, and you speak with great wisdom you speak with great accuracy and clarity. So, Lord, help me not to get in the way of your word. Lord, you set it up where human teachers would teach your infallible word. And I thank you for the help of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that I will lean on him as I do my best to expound upon your word. And that your people would lean on the Holy Spirit to understand and apply your word. Lord, I'm asking for a divine connection at this moment. That, Lord, uh, me and your people would be blessed because you've spoken to us and with us today. We love you, Lord. And we even ask that you speak through us. That after we digest this word, that we will be mouthpieces of your glory. That we will be uh, heralds of your grace. That we would be men and women, Lord, who would speak up because we're standing up for the one who stood up for us. We love you, Lord. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 10. On Wednesday, April 29th, the governor of the state of Tennessee, Bill Lee, declared an end to the stay-at-home order that he had given. And on May 6th, he has said that the uh, certain jobs and certain avenues of income will open back up again. And one of, one of which being barbers and salons and things like that. And so I'm excited for the barbers in our church, for um, the, the people who, the, I can't think of the name, uh, beauticians who style our sisters because... It's hard to go out and find a job if you don't look right. You know, if your hair is not groomed, if you're not well kept, it's not a clean presentation. So these folks are on the front lines. We need them to help us look right, to show that we're hygienic and to go out and to be able to resume work or even to find work. So on May the 6th, these folks will go back out as a result of having been in for so long now. And then the Nashville mayor, John Cooper, has said that uh, the city of Nashville is going to go to the 8th when 
it will open. And, and as far as Strong Tower Bible Church is concerned, we have people from Davidson County, Williamson County in our church, as well as from Rutherford County in our church. And uh, although our governor makes the statement that the mayors can apply those edicts um, based on their own wisdom for their various cities and counties. And so we want to pray for continued wisdom for our leaders on how to make strategic steps back into a new normalcy. And we see that May 6th and May 8th next week, people will begin to slowly enter back in at least phase one. And some have even asked, when will the church begin to meet again corporately? Um, the elders and I do not have a specific time, but it is going to be a while. We're going to watch uh, the developments as people begin to go out here in the month of May. And uh, we'll just ask the Lord to show us and lead us. Uh, we will err on the side of safety. Uh, once again, we know that it's a great thing to gather on Sundays, but um, it, we're doing okay in this means right now through video. Um, and at the right time, we'll come back with uh, specific measures to protect our neighbor as a way of showing that we love them. So we've been thinking through various ideas. It's too soon for us to share with you our thoughts on when we come back. But uh, by the grace of God, we will come back. But in the meantime, we have members in our church, members in our family who are having to go out. And uh, some people are going back to work because they have to go back to work. Um, they don't have a choice because, and, and even uh, Sister Anita in our church, because we've got uh, Brother Tony, um, um, we've got Sister Michelle, people who do hair, uh, uh, Terrence who do hair, but we also have uh, Sister Anita who, she does nails and she takes care of people's feet. And so they are going back to work and they have to go back because once uh, the government says so, you have to go. Some people not only have to go, but they need to go because they have to find employment. They have to make money, so they have a need to go. And then we have some people who've been stir-crazy, and they just want to go back to work. Uh, and then we have people like my brother Harold who never stop working. Um, we have people in our church who are first responders, Brother Ryan. We have people in the medical field, Jewel and uh, Dr. Joe and so many others, you never uh, got a chance to stay home. You, you had to stay out on the front line uh, serving so many people who have been sick and hurting, not just from COVID, but from all other ailments. And so we thank God for you, that God has kept you uh, thus far, Sister Shanika, that God has kept all of you thus far, and we're going to pray that he continues to keep you and watch over you. So yes, we've got some folk who have to go back to work, who need to go back to work, who want to go back to work, who never stop working. And, uh, and then we have some folk that, yes, pastor, I know I'm supposed to go back out, but I'm fearful. And I want to encourage you to um, do something with your mouth, like we said from last week. Let's exchange the word concerned for fearful. So rather than saying I'm fearful, I'll talk about fear in a moment, how it is a natural human emotion, but we also know that it can be a spirit sent from hell to cripple us 
and to cause us to not trust God. So I want to say to you, it's okay to be concerned, but God doesn't want his children to be afraid. So uh, let's all walk in faith. Let's all grow in faith as we um, try to get back to what is normal or a new normal, I should say. And uh, for those of us who've been working from home, uh, at some point that's going to come to an end, we know, um, as, as the country and the world begins to move into, um, into workspaces and out of homes. So, um, but, but, so, so therefore, with all that being said, I have a word for you. Whether you're already out there working on the front lines, being exposed to this virus, or whether you're about to go back into your business, um, or you know in a matter of time you're going back out, I, I have a word for you. And this is the word Jesus gave to his apostles when he sent them out for the first time to preach the gospel of the kingdom. So what Jesus told them when he sent them out for the first time is a word that I'm going to share with you and with myself as we are going out for the first time. Jesus gave his apostles power. He gave them instructions and he also gave them warnings when he sent them out into the world. So in the same manner, the same Lord is giving you power as you go out. He's giving you instructions as you go out. And he's also giving you warnings or things to take heed of when you go out. I'm speaking of Matthew chapter 10. And I'm focusing specifically on one verse today. And that's verse 16. Where the Bible says, Jesus says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So Jesus says um, he's sending them out. And like the disciples, we are sheep. We are sheep. The Lord is sending sheep out. And the wolf that's out there, in Jesus' day, those happened to be the false prophets and the Pharisees who held on to false doctrine and tried to lord over people and abuse people spiritually. Uh, um, so those were the wolves out there that the disciples, the apostles had to be mindful of. And yes, we need to always be mindful of wolves who are out there, false teachers, apostate folks, and, and, and all that that's out there. But uh, excuse me for a moment if I liken the wolf to COVID-19. So Jesus is sending us out where there are wolves, and this wolf in our context is COVID-19. And this wolf is lurking, but like the disciples, we have a job to do. Uh, the disciples had to go out, even though there was danger out there. Jesus still sent them out. And there is danger out there, but we must go out. And apparently now is the time for some of us to go out. Not all of us, but some of us to go out. Because if we're going to make it at some point, all of us are going to have to go back out into society. 
Therefore, we must be mindful of the wolf called COVID-19. I have three points for you today if you're taking notes. The first point is know who's sending you out there. Know who's sending you out there. Number two, know how to be wise out there. And number three, know how to be harmless or innocent out there. All right. So let's look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, one more time, where Jesus said, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So point number one, know who's sending you out there. So ultimately, it's not the governor or the mayor who's sending you out. Ultimately, it's the Lord who is sending you out because God is the one who established government. God is sovereign. God is in control. And he uses government to accomplish his purposes. So there is a time for us to submit to God as we submit to, govern, to governing authorities. And so since many of us know that uh, certain benefits from the government won't come for us if we try to stay in and say, I'm not working. Uh, it's like a catch-22. We've got to go back out and start working because if we stay, uh, benefits and assistance to small businesses will be cut off if we choose to not go out and stay in. So we have to take this step of faith, many of us, and go out and resume making our income or begin making a, a new income uh, for the first time in a new field. And so we need to know as believers who are in the world but not of the world, who have citizenship here but also citizenship in heaven, that Jesus says, I'm sending you out. So therefore, I'm operating under that same authority, under that same calling. That is Jesus sending me out, not the governor, not the mayor, not the president, but it's Jesus. Because the Christ who sends you will be the one who will be with you. He says, you will go out, but you will not go alone. I'm sending you. I'll be with you. I'll be in you. I'll be upon you. I'll be in front of you. I'll be behind you. I'll be over you. I'll be under you. I will envelop you with my presence. And not only that, you will go out in my name, which means you are going out in my authority. So when Jesus sent the apostles out, they were not going out in their name. They didn't go out in the name of Peter. They didn't go out in the name of Matthew or in the name of Andrew or in the name of Philip or in the name of Judas. No, they went out in the name or in the, in the authority of Jesus. So therefore, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink or go back to work, I'll add that uh, to the passage, do it all. In the name of Jesus. So when you're going out in the name of Jesus, you're going out under his covering and in his authority and in his power and for his sake and for his glory. So I pray that that shifts your mindset so that you know that as you go, I am going in the name of Jesus Christ in his authority. And as you go, uh, not only will Jesus be with you, but the Father will be with you and the Spirit will be with you. Because over in Matthew chapter 10, 
uh, verses 19 and 20, Jesus told the apostles, but when they deliver you up, do not worry about how or what you should speak, for it will be given to you in that hour what you should speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks in you. So Jesus is saying to them, and I believe he's saying to us, you're not alone. I'm with you. My father is with you and the spirit is with you. You don't even have to worry about what to say in that hour of persecution. I will put the words into your mouth. My father, the spirit will put the words into your mouth. Oh, that's powerful. So Jesus is saying that you've got full coverage as you go out. So we've got to know who's sending us out there. When God sent Moses to speak to Pharaoh, he said, I will be with you. I will be with your mouth. You're not going alone, Moses. I'm with you. And when Jesus gave the commission and he sent the early Christians out with the gospel, he told them in Matthew chapter 28, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So as you go, you're not going alone. You're going with me. I'm going with you. You're going in my name and for my sake. My father is with you. My spirit is with you. So go in that power. Go in that understanding. Know who sent you out. And, and Jesus said, not only am I sending you out, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves or in the midst of wolves. So Jesus calls his disciples sheep. We are sheep, but I thank God that he is the shepherd. We need Jesus when we go out into a hostile and dangerous environment because if we are sheep, that means we can't fight or defend ourselves because sheep, <laughs> they don't know how to fight. Sheep don't have teeth. And so therefore sheep need a shepherd to protect them. That's why Psalm 23 says about the good shepherd, your rod and your staff, they comfort me because I know you're going to look out for me. Uh, as Dr. Jewel likes to lead us in worship, uh, um, uh, he's going to help us fight our battles. Matter of fact, he's going to be the one to fight. He don't even need our help. He's going to fight our battles. Because the sheep, man, we don't know how to fight. But the shepherd knows how to fight on our behalf. Sheep, in comparison to wolves, are defenseless animals. They cannot contend with wolves in a fight. We can't contend with this invisible enemy called COVID-19. We don't have the power to fight against it in and of ourselves, but we have a shepherd who defends us at all times, who, who covers us and who keeps us. And, and Oh, I, I got it now. This is how I fight my battle. That, 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 that's what Jewel would lead us in. All right, so, so we have a shepherd who will fight for us and he will protect us. And the protection for his sheep comes from him because he's invested in us. He has laid down his life for his sheep. And so he's going to make sure that we are protected and provided for. 
So the one who said, I send you out as sheep is also the good shepherd. So go in the confidence of the one who sent you out there. I may not have the power in and of myself, but I know the one who does. I'm going out in his name and his authority and his power with the presence of the Father and the Spirit. Also knowing that as I am a sheep, he will protect me from danger seen and unseen. He's a good shepherd. He's watching my back. He takes care of me. He takes care of you. And if he's sending me out, if he tells me to go out, then that means I can go in the confidence that he is with me because he will never call me to go somewhere that he won't go with me and, and dig this that he hasn't been himself. He wasn't sending, sending the disciples somewhere that he hadn't been. He knew about the dangers that were lurking out there. But also if they were going to follow him, they were going to have to pick up their crosses. Now, this is not being irresponsible. This is following the mandates of the master. So for many of us in our body, once again, you have to go out. But I want you to go out in the name of Jesus. Secondly, you need to know how to be wise out there. So when you go out, be wise out there. Because in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, Jesus says, Behold, I send you out as sheep. In the midst of wolves, therefore be wise as serpents. So Jesus gives us another simile. And a simile, like a metaphor, is simply a figure of speech. And a simile compares one thing to another thing of a different kind. So, so it's comparing two things, one thing to another thing, of a different kind. And usually these things don't match up. Many times they're opposites. So he's saying to Christians to be wise as serpents because that doesn't always match up in our mind, especially when we think about serpents from a biblical perspective and even from a natural perspective. Uh, Jesus is comparing his disciples to serpents and he says that we should imitate the wisdom of a snake. And we all know that wisdom is not only possessing knowledge, but wisdom is when you apply the knowledge that you possess. Wisdom is putting knowledge into practice. And so snakes are likened to having wisdom because apparently by the way that they live, it shows that they have knowledge that they are applying. So when someone is wise, that literally means that they are skilled at living. They take knowledge and they put it into practice. Snakes are skilled at living. Oh boy. Jesus could use anything for an illustration in a redemptive way. Jesus was obviously invoking the positive aspects of a snake. So I know some of you, like my sister-in-law, Alina, you cannot stand snakes. And you probably have turned me off because of what I'm preaching right here. But, but let me say, Jesus said it first. I'm just saying what the master said. So hang in there, those of you who don't like snakes, all right? Uh, but, but Jesus is saying there are positive aspects of a snake that his followers can apply to their lives. And before I chase that too much, let me just remind you, um, um, the snake in and of itself is not evil. Satan indwelt the serpent, indwelt the snake at the beginning, 
and it acted evil. But before that, it was good when God created everything. It was good. Okay. Um, it's just like a lion. Uh, we know Jesus is the lion from the tribe of Judah. But also in 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter describes Satan as a lion seeking whom he may devour. Uh, if I had the movie Lion King right here, we know there is the lion Mufasa, the hero of the movie. But then there's the villainous lion. I think his name is Scar. So Satan is the Scar, the defeated lion. Jesus is the lion from the tribe who conquers from Judah. So we can use these illustrations in a way that is redemptive. And the master uses a snake in a positive way. So let's learn, because if we're going to go back out there, we got to be wise. And Jesus says, wise like a snake. Snakes, listen to this, they know how to be present without always being seen. <laughs> Can you dig it? They know how to be present without always being seen. You usually roll up on a snake. Oh, I didn't see it. So Jesus is saying, as you go back out there, uh, I want you to be present, but you don't always have to be seen. Okay, so so you got to know how to, to, to slither in a righteous way. You got to know how to, uh, to, to, to hide out in a righteous way when you go back out there. All right. Snakes innately know how to avoid danger. They are described as being subtle in the Bible, crafty in the Bible and being shrewd in the Bible. Snakes are shrewd, which means they are astute and have sharp powers of judgment and discernment. Shrewdness doesn't mean you have to be dishonest. Okay, so if you're going to be a shrewd businessman or a shrewd businesswoman, that doesn't mean that you're being dishonest. It means you know what you want and you are determined to get it in the smartest way possible. So you're being shrewd in how you handle yourself and how you handle your business. So Jesus says, when you go back out there, be shrewd, be wise like a serpent. Because too many people think that to be Christian means to be gullible. <laughs> no, no, no. We love Jesus, but, but we also have wisdom. Being a Christian doesn't mean that, that you're not smart. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you're a pushover, even though we humble ourselves. You know, meekness is having power under control. You've got the power, but you just don't go around flaunting it. So humble doesn't mean doormat. Humble doesn't mean pushover. And, and when the Bible encourages, encourages us to be wise, what it's saying is just because you walk by faith, you don't have to be gullible. Use your mind. That God gave you. Think through scenarios. Be wise. Be shrewd if you have to. Because Jesus was shrewd with his brothers in John chapter 7. When they told him, if you want to be a public figure, you need to go on up to the feast right now. So they were trying to edge Jesus on. And, and, and Jesus was like, y'all not going to tell me what to do. Again, because I'm the Messiah and I love y'all, that doesn't mean I'm a pushover and I don't operate according to y'all's dictates. I go by the dictates of the Father and I'm not going because y'all say go. And so the Bible says in John chapter 7 that after his brothers left to go up to the feast, Jesus then went up to the feast a different way. That's being shrewd. 
So may God give all of you shrewdness and wisdom as you operate on your jobs as you go back into the workforce. We know that the Apostle Paul showed shrewdness in Acts chapter 16 when he was in Philippi and he had been arrested unjustly. And they had beaten Paul and put him in stocks and put him in the inner prison. And then at midnight, miraculously, the prison doors were open and the jailer ended up giving his life to Jesus. Paul went back into the jail. And then the next day, when the magistrates realized that Paul was a Roman citizen and that they had beaten him unjustly, they were now afraid and they asked him to leave town quietly because they knew they messed up. And Paul could have gotten all of those dudes in trouble and they might have been killed for laying hands on a Roman citizen who happened to be Jewish. And so, so Paul was like, no, I'm not leaving quietly. Y'all beat me publicly. Y'all come on down here and get me out of this jail. So Paul was being shrewd. Again, not a pushover, not gullible. Now, eventually Paul said, all right, I'll leave, but I hope the next time y'all roll up on somebody, uh, you won't uh, exhibit police brutality on them because you judge them wrongly. No, no, treat people with dignity and respect, whether they're Roman citizens or not, because the next person may not be as kind as I am. Oh, let me keep on moving. So we need to be wise, which means to be shrewd. Here's another thing. This is going to bless you. This is going to bless you. Snakes have figured out a way to keep existing since the beginning of time. So snakes from the beginning have existed throughout all eras of time and on every continent, in every climate, uh, in land, uh, uh, on land, in water, snakes have survived. Uh, you can't find a, a dinosaur nowhere, but snakes, they have this uh, persistence to keep surviving. So as the disciples went out, Jesus was saying, have the stick to the stamina of a serpent and learn how to adapt in whatever climate or whatever continent you're on. And so people of God, as you go out, adapt to this season, adapt in your situation, uh, have longevity, reject extinction. God is with you. Who can be against you? Operate with wisdom and the craftiness and the subtleness in a righteous way of a snake. Oh, yeah. And so therefore, my friends, my brothers and sisters, when you go back out, be wise. Be wise as a serpent. And wear a mask. Be wise as a serpent and maintain proper social distancing. Be wise as a serpent and keep washing your hands and using uh, uh, the cleanser on your hands. Be wise as a serpent and change your clothes when you get home. Be wise as a serpent and always pray. Be wise as a serpent and don't take any unnecessary risks. Can you do that for your pastor? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, thirdly and finally, you need to know how to be harmless out there. Because Matthew 10, 16 says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So Jesus is saying to his apostles, he's saying to us, I want you to liken these two uh, animals the, the, uh, that are really opposites a serpent and a dove. Be wise as a serpent, be harmless or innocent as a dove. 
Doves were among the clean animals listed in the Bible. They were used for sacrifices. Leviticus chapter 14. Doves are seen as being innocent and clean. So no wonder the Holy Spirit took upon him the form of a dove when he came down upon Jesus Christ. So Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove. So to this day, doves are thought of as symbols of peace as well as symbols of innocence. So Jesus is saying, be peaceful when you go out. Be innocent when you go out. Be above reproach when you go out. Be pure. Be righteous when you go back out. So when you go back out there, no one should convince you of sin and of unrighteousness. Even though they may lie on you, they did the same thing to Jesus. Jesus always did the right thing, obviously. Uh, yet he was accused of doing and saying the wrong thing. So as you go back into the workplace, and this is timeless wisdom right here, there will be people who will support you and people who will hate you. They will love your fragrance of life. They will hate your fragrance of life. Uh, they, they will try to bless you. Some will try to curse you. So whenever you get into these circumstances in the workplace, the Lord says, be innocent, be above reproach. I like what Pilate said about Jesus three times. I find no fault in him. And on your job, may it be said of you, I find no fault in him or in her. You're not the one that's cutting corners. You're not the one that's being disrespectful. You're not the one that's coming late and doing a shoddy job. No, you're on your game when you go back. You're harmless. You contribute to the environment. You don't take away from the environment at your job. And so we are to be the people who take the high road of moral goodness. Ah, that's good stuff. So, so let me conclude by saying to you that we are to follow Christ into a dangerous COVID-19 world. We must therefore combine the wisdom of a serpent with the harmlessness of a dove. We can do it because Christ would never tell us to do something that we couldn't do. We just got to make sure we're doing it in his strength. Be wise, be harmless. Know who sent you back out there. Go in that confidence, go in that authority and allow him to uh, bring this metamorphosis into your life and into my life as we adapt back into society. Uh, but one last thing, I, I got to say this to you. Um, as you go back out, again, I know that there's fear, but again, we, we like to use the word concern where we can and when we can. And the Lord understood that. Okay, he understood it with the 12. He understands it with you. There will be fear. There will be concern. So three times he tells the disciples, he's telling me and he's telling you, do not be afraid. He says it in verse 26. He says it in verse 28. And he also says it in verse 31. In verse 31, he says, do not fear. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. So although it's dangerous out there, I'm sending you out. And I need to let you know that there are evil people out there. There are wolves out there. There are people going to deliver you up. There are people going to scourge you, lie on you. But you are valuable to me. There is a purpose for you to go out to bring me glory and for your good. You've got to go. And so for those of us who are going out on this first phase, do not be 
afraid. Based on where he's sending us, yes, fear is natural. Fear is emotion. Fear is an obvious human response. But it can also be spiritual uh, from hell. Therefore, don't let fear overtake you. Whether it's a natural human emotion or some sort of diabolical spiritual attack against you, do not let fear overtake you. Three times Jesus says in this context of them going out, don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And I close by telling you, don't be afraid. And when you're tempted to be afraid, this is when we must remember his promises. That's the only way we overtake fear so that fear doesn't overtake us. We rest on, we rely on the promises of God. Promises like, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me, they comfort me. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Promises like, there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Promises like, I can do all things, even going back out through Christ who gives me strength. Promises like, all things work together for good for those who love God and for those who are called according to his promises. Uh, promises like, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And promises like, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely, surely, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. This is the word of the Lord for the people of the Lord for such a time as this. Know who's sending you out. And when you go out, be wise as a serpent. Be harmless as a dove. He's with you. He's protecting you. Go forth and be blessed. Wow, this is a great opportunity, uh, a great time to be alive, to walk with God, knowing he's walking with us as we walk in this world, as we can possibly and hopefully be a mouthpiece for people who are looking at us saying, wow, why is it that you're not struggling all over the place? Well, you could tell them, when I get like this, it's God who stabilizes me. Uh, uh, and you can know him too. Follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, I'm stepping out, not onto nothing, but onto someone. And he will hold me, he will keep me, he will guide me. And I pray that we'll let our light shine this week uh, so that men and women can see our good works and bring glory to the Father and want to know him even as we know him. So let's pray. Lord, bless your people in this hour. Send them forth, Lord, to bear fruit, much fruit, fruit that will last. Lord, protect them. Dispatch your angels around your people in this hour. Give them everything they need for life and godliness as you promised. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you would never lead them where you would not keep them. So, Lord, bless those who are going out. Bless those who are at home. May we be blessed in the city. May we be blessed in the field. May we be blessed blessed, blessed, for we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. 
Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. You enjoy yourself. We'll see you soon. Godspeed.